If you enjoy the adventures of our characters in Ostia and our show about the rules for 5th edition, support us on Patreon. For just $1 a month, you will get exclusive content and updates. If you're interested in a look behind the curtain of how we keep track of all of our quests, we are going to be releasing our player's to-do list document for each session to all patrons going forward. This includes our plans for which characters need to have a heart-to-heart, -heart, what letters are they writing to family at home, and which NPCs can't be trusted. Beyond that, higher tiers get DMs notes, bloopers from our episodes, and to add an item or NPC to a D&D Raw episode. So we want to give a special shout out to our Adventure Tier and Above patrons. So thank you Waldron, Carol Morris, William McCracken, Ryan Rea Vermette, Mike C, Naked and Afraid, Feral Joe, Jeremy Kleinons, and a Linux fan. We are especially grateful to our producer tier patrons who listen to our audio before anyone else to give feedback and shape the final episode. We want to give a special thanks to Christopher Reinhardt for serving as a producer on this episode. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash dndraw. Hey everyone, this is Tony, Dungeon Master of D&D Raw, and I just wanted to do this special announcement and recap on what has occurred between the groups of Serviceable Plots and Rumble Squad. While I am soon going to be jumping into what occurred during the events of Arc 1 for our characters, I would first like to mention the changes that will occur between the two arcs. First, Rumble Squad will continue on with Oric and Leuven, but Rachel will be playing a new character during this arc called Dahlia. Second, while the team of Akiva, Belinda, Nissa, and Scriv will continue on through Arc 2, their new group will have the name Sharpen Quill and will be starting their new arc with Sharpen Quill Episode 1. Now, between Arc 1 and 2 for Rumble Squad, they had some downtime which we discussed outside of recording, but we will be bringing you a lot of the results of that downtime in the group's first episode. Prior to the start of Sharpen Quill, the group had a bit of downtime as well, where they went over a lot of the information they acquired from the Abyss. While we discussed what they learned off recording, they will be going over the key points of this info during the episodes as well as several other events that occurred during their downtime. Now with all of that in mind, I'll be going over the events that occurred during the entire first arc of both groups, so if you haven't listened to the story yet, there will be spoilers ahead. So here's what occurred so far with the team known as Rumble Squad. Rumble Squad, made up of Elaine Fox, Auric Fireforge, Nissa Turin, and Leuven Cromdell, began as the group made a 19-day trek into the Rigorum Woods, traveling to the town of Asentheos on a job to find and interrogate an elf known as Egos Larentansel. As they traveled, they came across an elven woman, who seemed to be running for her life from a group of orcs. Jumping in to help, the party learned the name of the wood elf they rescued was Vashti, who asked the party to escort two children back to Asentheos, as she was not welcome there. Rumble Squad agreed not to mention her name, and brought the children to their mother, Isona, who invited the party to stay at her inn, the big child. After the party spent the night carousing, they decided to split up and accomplish separate tasks around Asentheos. Leuven spoke with a furbolg named Selassar about alchemy, and learned more about her missing friend, Avelios. However, while leaving her shop, Leuven spotted a thin figure cloaked all in black and was shocked when he saw it had multiple thin pale arms that cast a spell before it suddenly vanished. The party knew they needed to go and find the Avelios, who they believed to be Egos. They traversed through the Rigorum as they made their way to Avelios' home, though were constantly watched by a strange intelligent tiger as they walked. Avelios' house appeared empty, though had been completely ransacked and was currently being searched by the multi-armed figure who they later learned was known as a spellweaver. 
and though the Spellweaver got away, the party defeated his hobgoblin bodyguards and learned the location where Avelios might have hidden. They began to try and catch up to the Spellweaver, but were confronted by the tiger, who had been following them, only to reveal it was in fact Vashti, who offered to help. As she escorted the party to the edge of her territory, she warned everyone that they were entering the lands of the Lady of Spirits and that they should not harm anything natural within her realm. The party pressed on and found the tunnels described in Avelius' journal, until they found themselves at what appeared to be the entrance to an ancient city they learned was called Neverhelm. Rumble Squad eventually reached the vault of Neverhelm, and after capturing and interrogating one of the orcs there, Glasha, she showed them the path that her allies had taken as they traveled deeper into the ruins. It was here that they faced the spellweaver Rydot, who successfully escaped the party. After speaking with Avelios, Auric learned of a hammer that seemed to be dedicated to Yadamin, along with instructions on how to craft the hammer, though they were somewhat cryptic. While Uvin studied the drawings on the walls of the Items of the Gods, the party learned that the smith who helped create these items thousands of years ago, Avantir, was apparently still alive. They also learned that Rydot seemed to be working with a figure known only as the champion. Leaving the ruins, they encountered the Lady of Spirits, who reprimanded them for leaving a hunting trap on her lands. After apologizing, they were escorted off her lands by a strange Shadarkai woman named Talori. The party then returned to Asenthias, where they sent a report to the Nephany and awaited a response, which came in the form of an old friend of Nyssa's, who arrived with her boss, Demine, as a representative of the Staff Federation at the request of the Nephany. The two friends caught up as they all gathered to discuss what to do about the artifact, the scrying crystal, when Leuven accidentally let slip the name Vashti while in Asenthias. It was revealed then that Asenthias was under the protection of Bayagosto, who wanted information on Vashti. Rumble Squad was eventually able to escape by, though with the help from a deal Nyssa made by taking a ring that she would later leave in the lands of the Lady of Spirits. The party decided to leave Vashti's lands at this point, and met a new guardian named Boulder, who offered them a place to rest and recover after their ordeal. Rumble Squad learned that the champion was looking to open a portal to the Abyss, as well as learning that it would be in Neverhelm where they could discover the Scrying Crystal's true capabilities. With this in mind, they traveled to Neverhelm again and made peace with the Lady of Spirits there. They also learned that the Shadarkai woman Talori was looking for a friend of hers named Akiva should they ever meet up with him. Nyssa was, however, called away from the Regorum in order to help an old friend back in Orenthal, while the rest of the party began their exploration of the ruins of Neverhelm. Nyssa and Aaron started their journey towards Orenthal, while Auric, Luvin, and Elaine met another adventuring group known as Pummel Patrol, made up of a turtle named Yopig, a Darrow named Inca, and a half-drow named Yazgos. Together, the two groups once again found Rydot waiting for them in the vault, though this time he was unable to escape and was defeated by the combined party. While Nyssa was spending some time in Orenthal, she went in to report to the Shadow Wolves on what happened in the Regorum, before getting her new job to go to the town of Mandeville and discover who was the mole in the Thieves' Guild organization. She began her job investigating a cult that was hiding out near the town of Mandeville when her friend Aaron decided to infiltrate the cult and see what she could find out. Meanwhile, Rumble Squad had concluded their investigation of the ruins of Neverhelm and learned that the crystal could not be recharged. They also came to the chilling realization that the city was once powered by the very souls of its inhabitants. The party then decided to go close the portal to the abyss in the Regorum, but first had to travel through the lands of the Ancestral Heart. 
Rumble Squad had a chance to speak with the Ancestral Hearts and prove their worth to this dual guardian by showing their combat prowess. They were granted a chance to stay the night on their lands before going after the champion to close the portal to the Abyss. As Rumble Squad went to close the portal, they learned Rhydot was reborn and destroyed him once again before sealing the portal, though not before Demean had jumped through, going into the Abyss to complete his job for the Staff Federation. Taking several days to travel back, Rumble Squad learned of a two-pronged attack, one against the Lady of Spirits by the Ancestral Hearts, the other against Boulder by a guardian known as the Fortuneborn. Deciding to aid Boulder, the party faced off against a small army of goblinoids led by this powerful hobgoblin known as the Fortuneborn, and while the group saved Boulder's life, they feared the death of the Lady of Spirits, and Elaine made the decision to help the Rigorum by becoming a guardian here under the tutelage of Boulder, while Luvin and Auric prepare themselves for an eventual journey into the plane of Elemental Earth in order to acquire the first piece of the fabled weapon for Yadamine, the Soul Forge. And now for serviceable plots. The team of serviceable plots made up of Shannon Scriv Whitecliffe, Belinda Walsingham, Akiva Conchu with his pet pseudo dragon Lazarus, and Valen Blackwater received a quest from an Elizabeth Cornwallis to escort a cleric from the port town of Amaron to the capital city of the Vremer Empire, Orenthal. In Amaron, they met with Constable Olga Marsk, who informed them that the cleric Zolas was a rumored pirate and that he should be arriving soon. During the night, however, alarm bells rang through the city as several undead had taken control of Ballista and were firing at a ship out in the water while attacking anyone who got close. Defeating several of these deathlocks, though their mastermind escaped, the party was able to save many people before meeting Zolas. Zolas explained that he believed these creatures were servants of a demon lord that goes by the name Tenebris, and that this demon lord was after him for a vision he received from his goddess Vumera about a potential attack on Orenthal. The party spent the day recovering when Belinda and Scriv had a brief meeting with the headmistress of Arborshade Academy, Zinevere, and with the divination instructor, Horjan, who unknowingly gave the party a prophecy while inspecting an amulet Scriv found in the ruins of Silverkeep. Akiva, meanwhile, came to know more about his patron, who would be referred to as Umbra, and then toured the city of Amaran with Valen until the party was ready to leave. On the road back to the Vremer Empire, the party came across a Githzerai named Doc, who was being harassed by a gang known as the Red Sash Bandits. After helping Doc, he told them that demons were running amok across the plains, and that he was here to warn whoever he could. Though Doc turned out to be an incubus in disguise, which the party learned as he tried to kill Zolas, they also met with Bai, who seemed to have a particular attachment to Scriv. Thankfully, Belinda used her powers to kill Doc as the party fought off a small army of undead, and they learned of the items Zolas had in his possession, a broken white dagger, and a talisman that contained part of the soul of Tenebris. The party pressed on and arrived in Scriv's hometown of Veripol, where they met his parents, Jack and Jane, who pressed them to help Scriv's boss, Aldric, deal with some smuggled artifacts coming out of the nearby ruins of Silverkeep. It was here they learned that a man named Gorvanal was helping a member of the Whispered Ones named Faithfulness. However, during the course of this adventure, the party came across a celestial deep in the ruins known as the Eye of Adar, who was the reason for Scriv's injury, though it did take the time to heal him now. 
and though the eye had lost much of its memory and became trapped here over a year ago, the party searched the room and found an image of a white staff that looked very familiar to the blade that Belinda carried, as well as shards from a broken crystal. The party continued on to Orenthal, where they uncovered a cave where a dragonborn named Kindral was wrapping up an experiment with his assistant, Esvel. As the party was able to rescue a young woman from death here, named Ellen, they discovered that Esvel was a spy with a mystic known as Saria in order to help take down the Whispered Ones. Though the party allowed Kindral to leave, they destroyed his creation as he was experimenting with bonding souls to a construct. Finally, the party arrived in Orenthal, and after debriefing Belinda's mother, General Walsingham, and meeting her father, Roland, they brought Zolas to the half-dwarf Kenethar Chin, who got him back to his family in the nobility of Orenthal, since Zolas was, in fact, Oliver Ashglades of the Noble Ashglades. As the party had the opportunity to unwind and enjoy the feast day to Arleos, they competed in games, though Valen lost to an individual known as Mavic Thule, a champion of the evil deity Archon. It was also during this time that Scriv learned his old friend Orlay was in the city, and I had a chance to catch up with her and learn she was trying to join the Thieves' Guild, the Shadow Wolves. Valen meditated on what he had to do and decided to travel west on a brief mission for his guardian Deva, as the rest of the party received their next job from the royal cleric of the Vremer Empire, Darvin Nathandom. The party traveled to Okar on their way to Mandeville, where they dealt with a rogue artificer named Imradel, who was doing shady work with constructs. Pressing on then to the town of Mandeville, the party met up with Nissa Turin, who believed her friend had been captured by a cult of Tenebris. The party also learned that this cult had acquired a tuning fork, which could allow them to bring demons from the abyss onto this plane. The group was successful in saving Aaron, discovering the spy in the Shadow Wolves named Sedan, and acquire the tuning fork for Darvin. However, the cult came after them and set about destroying Mandeville as the party escaped to Orenthal. After turning in the tuning fork, the party learned they had a few days before needing to join the royal cleric in his plan to both destroy the demon lord and raise his library. Orlay, who had been asking Scriv for help in meeting people of nobility only to be turned down, decided to betray Scriv and attempt to run off with his Silverkeep artifact. However, Akiva summoned Umbra into the city of Orenthal, who pulled the halfling girl into a different plane along with the artifact. Though Umbra wound up making a deal with Belinda that they would acquire the Blade of Tenebris for Akiva while in the Abyss. In exchange, he gave back the artifact and promised that Orlay would remain alive, though with him. Just before traveling to the Abyss, the party took one last trip out of Orenthal and met with Scriv's old mentor, Strides and Moments, in the Monastery of Kakos, where they also had the chance to speak with the Headmaster Sildan, who decided to join the expedition to the Abyss to help defeat the Demon Lord. As the party gathered the last of their resources, Belinda met with Bai in secret and made a deal with her that she would not knowingly put Scriv in harm's way, but in exchange, Belinda would not stop Scriv from meeting with the old Fae. Bai agreed, before offering Scriv a sword that could aid him on his adventures. Meanwhile, the party also discovered that Sedan was making moves to take out rival Shadow Wolves in his play to aid the Whispered Ones, and though they were successful this time in eliminating the traitor of the Shadow Wolves, and also capturing Kendral, who was in the city, they did learn that a higher-ranking member, a memory of the Whispered Ones, went to visit their artificer ally, 
Salvador during this time. Just as the party prepared to head out, Valen returned, ready to face Tenebris in the Abyss and aid in the acquisition of any tomes or notes while there. Once in the Abyss, the party met up with Demine, a member of the Staff Federation who had been doing some advanced scouting. When the group got into the palace and set up a place to complete the ritual that would destroy Tenebris, Belinda, Akiva, Scriv, Nissa, and Valen went on to find and search through the library of Tenebris. Successful in finding many books that seemed to have important information on the gods, the Zumiar dynasty, and other ancient threats, the party also was able to find a second piece to the broken dagger that Belinda possessed, transforming it now into a spear. They were also able to avoid Tenebris and acquire his blade as well thanks to Bai's help, and with Akiva having acquired the blade of Tenebris, Umbra's memories were returning as well, revealing his real name to be Shadarai Zamyar, as he thanked the party for helping him to regain a part of who he was. However, during their attempt to escape Tenebris' attack, Valen held him off and was raptured by his goddess, and the party were able to get away and rejoin the main group, just as the ritual to destroy the demon lord was completed, and the party was finally able to leave the abyss. Now, with some information on what happened to the gods, after over a year of searching, the party rested back on the material plane and prepared to enjoy their victory. Thank you all for listening, and we are really excited to present to you with arc two of both of our groups. So make sure you stay tuned next week for Rumble Squad episode 2.1, and the following week for Sharpened Quill episode one. And I hope to see you all soon in the world of Ostia.